Welcome back to the Beyond Life Podcast. My name is Kate Christensen. I am the host of this podcast, and I am so grateful that you guys are joining me here today. So grateful. Thank you, guys. I was just checking my app. I checked it before I hopped on to film this. I have 44 plays on Anchor. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am so grateful to have that many plays. I remember... I posted it on Sunday, even though it was supposed to come out Monday, because I did not know how long it would take to post, but I remember posting it, and I had three views the first day, and I was so grateful to have three views. I was like, three people listened to me talk, and now I have 44, and maybe that's not a lot in the YouTube world, but if you think about it, 44 people in my bedroom right now, I would be overwhelmed. I don't even think 44 people would fit my room. I think five people would fit my room. So thank you guys for listening giving support, so much positive feedback. Thank you guys for all your positive feedback. I'm very grateful for all you guys had to say, only kind things, and I love hearing that. I love hearing that you guys think my voice is like ASMR, that you would be interested in seeing video podcasts. Like, I love all of it, so don't stop giving me feedback. I love it. And thank you all for rating, those of you who rated. If you haven't rated yet, go do that. (laughs) Um... But if you notice, my audio is different. I know last episode was like, this is not bougie. I'm sitting on the couch with my phone. I'm now sitting in a bedroom, not my bedroom, (laughs) my parents' bedroom. But I have a nice new microphone, if you guys couldn't tell. Um, It is the Zoom H6 Handy Recorder, and I did not buy it. I do not have the facility to buy such a nice recording setup, but my dad had it and he's like hey you have a podcast here's this and I was like awesome so now I get this super nice setup I literally have headphones on and I hear myself speaking it's so weird but yeah so a few more updates um also I am that's pretty much it for the introduction to today the new setup the thank yous now to talk about episodes to come I know last time I was saying I want to bring as many people on as possible and I was like oh super excited about that I filmed that podcast episode a month ago, or not a month ago, almost a month ago, three and a half weeks ago, so basically a month ago, and since then I've discovered how hard it is to get people who want to come on. I have a lot of adults, but at the same time, I want to have a more team perspective before I introduced that much more adults, even though I do have a lot of older people listening to my podcast and loving it. Um, (laughs) I do want to give the team perspective because that's kind of the point. So I'm going to do a few episodes by myself before I dive into guest speakers. And that being said, I think the, I'm going to test out the waters, see what works for me, what works for you guys, what you guys like. Today's episode is going to be centered on a Bible verse and we're going to dive into that. Um, very, all the details kind of thing. Um, I know when I go places or I have sermons on Sundays, however you want to talk about it, I love when a preacher decides to choose a verse and just bring truth out of that and apply that. Just focus on one thing, this small verse that is true, that is in the word, that you can just expand on just to a way that makes it make sense. And it's just from the word and it's from you know it's from god and so that is my approach for the episode today maybe in two weeks it'll be different but yeah like i was saying it's been a long time since i recorded <laughs> but not to you to you it's only been a week so i think i want to talk about love today 
in the podcast. Love has just been on my heart, on my mind recently. Not just for myself, but for the world I'm surrounded in. I just feel like there's such an absence of love or a lack of understanding of what love can be versus what it ends up being. And I think it's really hard because we all have our own definition of love, what we've grown up with, what we know, what we've used to, how we've expressed it, how it's been expressed to us. And so it's very hard to say, this is love, because what is love? (laughs) Um, So I've been seeing an absence of love, no matter how you define it in my life recently and I've seen it through hurting people I've seen it through my own hurts I've seen it through just people being awful to each other and I just wanted to talk about you don't have to live in that absence of love you don't have to have a boyfriend to be loved you don't have to have a girlfriend to be loved you don't have have to have a family to be loved you need all you need at the end of the day is God and for me personally my self-love journey has been so rocky so wild and I think it's really easy to be like oh we're in this alone I don't know if anyone else is suffering with this I don't know if anyone else knows the hurt I feel the hate I have for myself everyone knows how much I just ridicule who I am and I I don't like me. I don't love me. It's so easy to be trapped and it's just me. Everyone else is just so great and I love everybody else and it's just so hard to love me too. And I'm so guilty of it. I'm one of those people who puts people in front of me till the day I die. I don't like to care for myself. I like to care for others. It's just one of the things I do. And it just to realize that you need some of that love for you too is so important. So I'm talking about a bunch of stuff today. I'm talking about self-love. I'm talking about love, just feeling it in a general sense, love in your relationships, with your family, with your peers, with your friends, with your lovers. <laughs> I hate saying the word lovers. It's weird. But um, so anyway, those are kind of the things I'm going to be brushing over today. I have some notes last time it's not so professional I just kind of talked which was fine because it was about myself but I want to be a little bit more planned out when I'm talking to you guys about what matters what's important and yeah so without further ado I'm going to read you the bible verse that is the theme of today's podcast episode so many different versions of the bible i know there's a few people that are hopefully listening that don't go to church that aren't christian but are just listening to support me which i appreciate so much i cannot tell you guys how much i appreciate that you're willing to listen to me even though it maybe it's not something you agree with thank you i like it literally busts my heart that people are willing to go another way to listen to me when it's something that they just don't believe in it's it's it astounds me in a way of just over loving love (laughs) over I said over loving love overwhelming love overwhelming grace to just feel like so many people support me so thank you but those of you don't know there's many different versions of the bible 
NLT, KGB, NIV, you know, different ways you can interpret it besides just English or Spanish or French or German or blah blah blah. There's like so like millions. So I'm doing a few different versions today. I have my main verse, which I'm using the Passion Translation on the Bible app. I don't know if they ha sell Bibles in the Passion Translation, but I have it on the Bible app and I love it. <laughs> they, it's a newer version, so not everything is translated yet, but they do have certain verses on the Bible app that you can use. And I love the compare tool because you can see all the different ways that it's, you know, used or spoken and you get something out of it differently in each way. So that's why I like to compare that. Other version I'm using, the HCSB. I honestly don't know what it stands for, but it's out of my apologetics Bible, which shout out to my mentor Denise gave me. So yeah, without further ado, I keep saying that. <laughs> Let's read the verse. So the verse is Romans 8, 38 to 39. So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us. No power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. I just wanted to take a moment of reverence for that verse. There is nothing in the universe that God's love can't overcome. <laughs> and I, the first thing I think of when I think of that verse is, there's nothing in the universe that can separate me from the Lord my God. There's nothing in the universe that can take me away from his love. And I think a little bit what I want to dive into today is, what is God's love? And why does it matter that it it surpasses all understanding and that it covers everything in the entire universe. Why does that matter? So today, <laughs> I just want to talk about the universe. It's so big. It's so big. It's grandiose. It's huge. It's it's bigger than you can ever imagine. And, you know, there's different... I'm a huge space nerd. I love space. I love the stars and the planets and the night sky. And just knowing that there's infinite amounts of space out there. God loves you infinitely. There's infinity in the universe and it expands over all of it. How great is his love that it expands past infinity to you and to me. And I just, I think, I think about that because there's so many things in our lives that drag us down and make us say things to ourselves, make us say things to other people, make us unforgiving and just hurt in our hearts. And it's so easy to be like, well, I don't deserve God's love. I don't deserve to be loved at all. I don't, you know, and it's really easy to fall into that, but to know that there's nothing in the universe that can separate us from God's love. And I think a lot of the times it's easy to think, you know, I don't know what God's love is. Like, how do I know it surpasses all understanding? How do I know that it covers the entire universe? It's like, you just have to trust it because even though you don't know it, God knows it and God loves you and even when it's hard and you have to seep through the trash and the jumble to find it it's there God's always there and God's always loving you you just might not know what that love feels like 
because you don't know how to define it as God. Maybe it's the peace you feel when you listen to your favorite song. Maybe it's in the friends you have that make you laugh. But God's love is always there. Always. And nothing, nothing can take you away from that. Nothing in the universe that is so expansive and infinite of space, of planets, of things that so many things that it overpasses to come to you. Another thing I like in this verse, it says there is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. <laughs> and I am so guilty of it. Of, of seeing my flaws, of seeing the hurt in my heart, it, seeing the things that have been done to me and the things I've done to others and to say, oh, God's love can't cover that. And I, I think it's really easy to put God in a box and say, oh, this is what God is. He's, you know, he is my definition of God. He fits in this little box. He answers my prayers. He's like a universal, <laughs> universal vending machine that just gives me what I want. And if it doesn't, if it's from him, but it's not what I want, then it doesn't matter because it's not my will. And, or even if we, you know, someone doesn't believe in God, it's like, you know, it's someone's, you know, something people believe in that gives them comfort in their hearts and makes them feel good. And that's why people believe in him. And that's in itself its own box. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone has their own box that they can be guilty of putting God in. And so it's really hard to be like, really? God's love surpasses everything? Really? God's love covers everything in the universe? Yeah, it does. Because our definition of God doesn't define God. God defines God. And God covers every single flaw that we have. God's love washes over all of us and makes us perfect. And I think it's really easy to look in the mirror and say, I have a pimple there. My eyebrows aren't tweezed. My eyelashes don't look good today. My hair is crazy. I hate my body. I hate my heart. I hate my soul. I hate how I treat people. God makes you perfect. In your eyes, maybe you're not, but in God's, you are. And he loves you, and his love washes over all of that, just so that you might be able to see, I am who he says I am. I am perfect. I am valued. I have worth. I deserve to be loved. I deserve to be um, and I, sometimes it's so hard to just know the things you've done that you just regret and that wake you up in the middle of the night and you're like, no one can ever forgive me for doing that. No one can ever forgive me for calling that person stupid. No one can ever forgive me for being awful to that person. No one can ever forgive me for being awful to myself. Newsflash, God can. Because we don't have to forgive ourselves to accept God's forgiveness. And God's forgiveness is so much more than our forgiveness because God is a perfect, holy, all-knowing, all-powerful being. He's so much greater than me. He's so much greater than you. He's so much greater than all of us combined. We don't understand how great he is because he is just so big and so powerful. 
sometimes we get lost in that because we don't know what that looks like and we can't put it to paper, we can't see it. So it's hard to believe it. But to know that those things that maybe you don't forgive yourself for, God forgives you for because he loves you so much and he's so much better, he's so perfect. And he says, child, you're mine. You're my children. It's insane. It's ins it's insane to think that someone that is so much greater than me <laughs> forgives me for things I don't forgive myself for. It's like, oh, then I can forgive me. Right? Then I can forgive me. There's nothing you can do that separates you. There's nothing that can take you away from him. And I, I've told myself, oh, you know, I just don't like myself. I just don't. God doesn't like me either. I'm the only one God can't love. But that's not true. That's not true. God loves you. And he will never not love you. Ever, ever, ever. Infinitely, he will love you. He's loved you since the beginning of time. Um, this isn't the main verse for today, but there's another verse that I found. It's Psalms 139, 13-14. Um, this verse is used for like different things, but for today's purpose, it's just about God loving you. So, um, Psalms 139, 13-14. For it was you who created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I've been remarkably and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know this very well. God has had his eyes on our heart long before our first breath. When God made the universe thousands of years ago, and he was making his great plan, and he's like, you know, humans, that's a good idea. He individually made each one of us and said, perfect in my eyes. Perfect. And, you know, it doesn't matter how you might think, because I think you're perfect, and I think it's so easy to just look at ourselves, you know, both mentally and physically, how we look, and how we feel, and just, gosh, you're just so, so much wrong with you. But to know that this God that is so great sees you and says, there's so much right with you. You are perfect in my eyes. I love you and I made you how you are. On purpose. With purpose. There's something so special about you that no one else has. I made you because you're perfect. I made you because the world needed you. The world needs who God made you to be. And in his grandiose plan of thousands of years of all creation of the animals and the earth and the sky and the waters and the universe, he said, it needs a Kate. It needs an Emily. It needs an Ethan. <laughs> it needs a Brit. Isn't that amazing? To know in this grandiose plan of forever, God said, it needs you. <laughs> also, sorry if I threw your name out there and you're listening and you're like, is she talking to me? 
yeah I am, I know you listen, thank you for listening, <laughs> um, yeah, there's no power, another part of this verse is, there's no power above nor below, there's no power anywhere, there's no kingdom, there's no ruler, I mean, I don't, we don't have kingdoms anymore, <laughs> I'm in Bible times, I read my Bible recently, so <laughs> it's just in my head, there's no president, there is no people, there is no trend, there is no culture, there is no self-loathing or hatred that can take you away from me. Because my love surpasses all of it. Every single bit of it. There is nothing that my love does not cover that does not find you. Um, another part of Psalms 139. <laughs> I'm jumping around, I'm so sorry. Um, He knit us together in our mom's womb long before our mom knew she was going to be pregnant. <laughs> he knit us together long before our mom was born, and he said, beautiful, you have been remarkably and wonderfully made, and you're going to do great things, and you're awesome, and I love your hair. Even on those days that you say, that hair, gosh, oh my goodness, I have to throw it up. He says, nope, it's perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> I, I just... Sorry. I get emotional. I kind of touched on this a little bit ago, but I want to go back to it. Uh, so, Romans 8, 38 says, I am convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. And I think one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode on God's love in particular was I've seen so much hurt and recently. I've seen grown adults crumble under the weight of self-loathing that has followed them and chased them their entire lives and it just breaks my heart. Forty years. Could you imagine 40 years of hating yourself? You're like, sounds like me right now. It doesn't have to be. Don't let it get to you. Don't let it take you to the point your entire life you look back and say, I hated who I was through all of it. Don't let it get there. Love who you are because God loves who you are. That negative voice in our head is so loud. I have a podcast. I'm talking about God, but I have that voice too. Your parents have that voice too. Your friends, the people that you love and you praise and you think there is nothing wrong with them, tell themselves that everything is wrong with them every day. You know how sad that is? And I think a lot of what, you know, we believe is that it's just us. We're the only people who go through this. And in that loneliness, we're able to justify how we talk to ourselves. But you would never talk to someone else the way you talk to yourself. No, but we do it to ourselves all the time. Anyone here who went to Ryla knows. 
that negative voice can be so loud, but we don't have to listen to it. You just have to tune up the good one. And a lot of finding that good one is listening to who Christ says you are. Because Christ says you're perfect. And Christ says you're loved. And Christ says your hair is beautiful. And he made it that way. Christ says your eyes, you know the brown ones you don't like so much, are so beautiful. And I made them specially for you. And he said, I see your heart. And I think it's so beautiful that you care for people the way you do and I think you're so intelligent and you can do everything you want to do with your life and knowing that God says that to us and not just hearing it but believing it but why would all perfect, all knowing, all powerful God lie to you he doesn't you just can't hear him sometimes And even though you tell yourself those things so often, God says, don't listen. Because I have something so much greater for you than that. And he really does. He does. He has a plan for your life that is so amazing, that is just for you. That you can trust in. You can have hope in. That you can just know in your heart. And find that peace. That peace that... It doesn't matter if I love me because God loves me, and if God is so much greater than I, then I can love me too. Um, But there's so much pain in our world. There's homelessness, and drugs, and abuse, and fear, and death, and pain, and suffering, and sickness, sickness. I don't sickness. <laughs> there's so much of that in our world and it there's so much suffering. There's so many people who don't know they're loved. There's so many people who haven't been loved. Haven't been loved by their family, their friends, their boyfriends or girlfriends or spouses, who haven't been loved by themselves. And it ruins them. It eats them up inside every day. It just hurts me to see people hurting. It just breaks my heart. It does. And when I read this verse and I say, God's love can triumph over all of that. God's love can triumph over death and troubles and evil rulers in the heavens, which are more powerful beings. There's nothing in our present or future or past that can weaken his love for me. Really? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that beautiful? That God's love triumphs over all? And it doesn't matter what we hear or what we see. It doesn't matter that maybe you fell into something you're embarrassed of. It doesn't matter that maybe you hurt yourself or the people around you it doesn't matter that you don't love who you are it doesn't matter that you don't like your life it doesn't matter that there's so much pain and hurt because God loves you God loves everybody so much love
hard to define God's love because it's one of a kind. You know what I'm saying? There is nothing that can compare to his love. There is nothing that can compare to someone so great going beneath themselves to care for everybody else, knowing that they will fail them and they will make mistakes and they will fall. Knowing that maybe they don't have it in themselves to have that same love or reciprocate it, but he loves everyone anyway. And I think, you know, in modern Christian culture, the church is not perfect. I can say that a lot of times. The church is not perfect. <laughs> um, we focus on what people choose to do with their life. And instead of seeing that suffering, hurting person, we focus on what we think they're doing wrong. It doesn't matter. Can I tell you a secret? It doesn't matter. Because God doesn't look at that and say, not him. I love everyone, but not him. I love everyone, but not her. He doesn't have a list of people that he thinks are unlovable. He loves everyone equally. So us churchgoers who maybe give to charity or do whatever we do that we say and we tell ourselves that make us feel better than everybody else, which I guess I could be guilty of sometimes, but I try to humble myself. Like, don't think like that. Just want to clarify. Just in general sense. You know, we say all those things. Oh, that person, gosh, I wish they had God. They would not act that way. They would not do these things. Blah, 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 blah. X, Y, Z. Can I tell you? God doesn't care. He loves them just as much as he loves you. Even though you might be doing things, quote, quote, better in your life. God loves you and them the same. And that's just his love. It, it, it surpasses who we are. It surpasses how we believe. How we feel. And it just encompasses, encompasses everything it says. You are all perfect in my eyes. So, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you love. It doesn't matter how you identify. It doesn't matter what you struggle with, with addiction. It doesn't matter how you live your life. It doesn't matter what's been done to you. It doesn't matter what you've done to others. Because I love you and that's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter anything else. It just matters that you're here in my love right now. You're in my presence right now. That all, that's all that counts. Because God love, God's love can overcome all the things that we can't overcome. God's love can overcome that addiction to substance or to doing something or to whatever that maybe we can't. And that addiction could be to social media. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> God's love can overcome that self-hatred that we feel towards ourselves, even though we can't. God's love can forgive those people that have hurt us that we can't forgive, even when we can't because we're too deeply hurt. God's love can overcome everything in our lives to get to us. And it never stops chasing you. God will leave the 99. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that verse. Of course, it just popped into my head. I did not have it pulled up. I cannot quote it, but there's a verse that says, God will leave the 99 to get the one. And if you're not familiar with that, it's talking about how a shepherd, a dutiful shepherd, is watching after his 100 sheep. 
and he loves all his 100 sheep equally and he cares for them every day and that's his job he sleeps with them he eats with them he cares for them he, you know if you don't you're not familiar with like olden days like people who were shepherds but they just were their flock they lived with them they slept outside you know they fed them they cared for them they washed them they groomed them everything they just lived they were one of the sheep <laughs> that's silly but it's true um so shepherd has a hundred sheep that they love equally that they spend all their time you know with and caring for and loving then one day one of the sheep just like gets out through the gate and runs away down the mountainside and the shepherd wakes up and he's like where is my sheep and even though he has 99 left that he loves equally as that one he says okay other sheep don't get out he hops over the fence runs down the mountain and he finds the one he gives a big old hug little kiss on the cheek and says come back to me I love you and he the sheep's like whatever sheep day I don't know what what noise do sheeps make comment down below <laughs> I don't know nay she says nay and then she's or the shepherd runs back up the hill and he has the sheep and he puts them back in the hundred and he has this perfect flock of him and of course that is not how it's written in the bible that is kate's version of the story but um because sheep don't say nay those are horses but the point of the story is even though there are billions and billions and maybe even trillions trillions of people who have lived on this earth trillions of stories trillions of lives of hearts of souls if just one falls or stumbles or leaves, God chases them. That's how great his love is. That's how great his love is. That he leaves the other trillions, the other 99, to chase the one. Because we are all equally important and seen and heard and valued in his eyes. Um, I think another issue with understanding what God's love is, is because we have our version of love, we love our parents, we love our siblings, we love our children, we love our friends, we love our boyfriends, girlfriends, spouses, etc. Um, but human love is flawed, and that's kind of on the only sight of what we see in love, you know, we see the imperfect we see the flaws, we see the mistakes, you know, and if you love someone, you love them no matter what, right? But we're human, we, we mess up. So I think it's really hard for us to understand that in a relationship with God, he's like the perfect holy spouse <laughs> that never forsakes you, that never lies, that is always perfect, that has dinner ready when you come home, that is rich, <laughs> that is handsome or pretty, pending <laughs> but you know what I'm saying like he's just the holy grail of love and we mess up and we come home and we don't do what we said we were gonna do and we come home and we fall on our way into the door and we come home and we have bad hair days you know what I'm saying but he is 
never changing. So it doesn't matter how we feel. It doesn't matter how we make up, make up, how we mess up, how we stumble, because he never does, and that's something we can trust in. And so when we look at our society and we look at the people we love, you know, like oh that person, even though I love them and I would die for them, they've hurt me in ways maybe I have healed from or I haven't yet. God will never hurt you, you know, and it's, it's a, you know, you, when you compare these things, it's, it's really someone out there, some being, some almighty being really exists that loves me in this way. Like that's not possible. That's just gibberish that people believe in, but it's not. And once you experience that love, you just never want to turn back and you're like you know I'm at a loss of words when I think about it because you know I've gone to camps before I've gone to church before I've listened to worship songs on my way home from work and work work like I'm a job from school and I've had those experiences and it's just like this peace that washes over me and I think God's love is peace Peace in how I feel about myself, peace in how I feel about others, peace in how I feel about this world. I'm just at peace. And I just feel so whole in his eyes and his love. And there's just moments that you just feel this unexplicable, amazing thing. And once you've experienced that, you're like, yeah, God's real. Here's proof. Here's the stats. Blah, 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 blah. Blessed is he who believes and does not see. I'm lucky. I've got to experience. I've got to see. But there are some people who've gone their whole life and never get to see. But they believe. Blessed are those. I'm like a little rattler. I did not know I had this much scripture in my head and I pulled out so much (laughs) just talking to you. And I think that's God moving in me because I did not know I was capable of that that is possible it just shows it's not me but it's God moving in me um I have some more notes um but yeah one of my notes was I don't have a context for that kind of love and that's what I was just talking about I just remembered without looking at my notes I don't have a context for the way God loves me and so it's hard to understand it and recognize it and live for it but once you recognize it you learn to recognize it you see it in your life you're like oh yeah that's God but it's hard when you don't know God and it's hard when you don't know him you know um another note I has I has (laughs) another note I have is you invite us to let it all go all of it and what I was kind of getting at with, you know, God's love covers everything. It covers our per- imperfections, our flaws. It covers what's been done to us. It covers what we do to people. It covers how we feel. A lot of the times it's hard to forgive ourselves for the things we've done. To forget what's happened to us, what we've done, how we feel. It's hard to forget when we've been burned, when we've been hurt, when we've been suffering, it's hard to lay it down and just turn and run from it. 
it's hard to not think about it every day and just be like, wow, that hurts. It's hard. We think about it all the time. It's on our mind constantly. You know, th- that thing that you just can't shake, that just hurts you to your core. Maybe it's something you did. Maybe it's something that was done to you. Maybe it was just something simple as what someone said. I think about it every day. I think about what they've done to me, what I've done to me, what I've done to others. And it just, it just burns, you know, in my heart and my soul just to know that I'm, I've witnessed that, that, but, you know, that I've witnessed that, that it doesn't matter eyes of God, he says, lay it down. I'll help you forget. I'll help you forgive. Um, I know my grandma listens to these episodes. She said something about, I will always forgive, but I will never forget. I just like, there's so much freedom in forgetting. There's so much freedom in forgetting. I know it's hard because I I forgive that person for what they've done to me. And that's a huge step because sometimes people don't ask for forgiveness and you have to give it to them. And once you understand, you know, that you've been forgiven for all the, you know, shortcomings you've done and you're loved endlessly by the Lord, you know, you're like, oh, I should go forgive that person because what they did to me isn't as bad anymore. It doesn't hurt as much. Um, there's another verse in the Bible, oh my gosh, it's like a dictionary, <laughs> that talks about we don't need to take revenge. We don't need to act on our hurt and our pain because God is the ultimate karma in the way that it comes right back to that person in his time and his way. And we have to forgive them and just let it go and he'll deal with it. And I was talking about this with my Bible study that we do on Wednesday mornings. And it's just like, it's so hard to just say, it doesn't matter what they did. I don't care. I forgive them. But when you're hurt, you're hurt. It's hard to say. Whatever. Peace. God's got it. Because you're like, I don't want to go hit that person in the face. (laughs) And it's true. I'm guilty. Oh, really? You want to say that with me? You know, but just say, okay, God, you got it. I'm done. I'm chilling. I'm they're forgiven. That's hard. That's really hard. Only does God invite us to let it all go. You know what I'm saying? Just lay it down. Just you don't have to carry it anymore. There's so many burdens that we put on ourselves. You know, so many things that we carry around, like this big bag full of tons of metal thousands and thousands of pounds of weight, emotional, physical, mental, all these things that we're carrying on our heart that just weigh us down. These things that just hurt us to our core. God says, let it all go, my feet. And give me a hug. (laughs) Let go all that pain, all that suffering, all that hurt, and give me a hug. I'll carry it for you. 
You don't have to carry it anymore. I've got you. Um, you don't have to hide. I think it's really easy to hide behind who we think the world wants us to be. In the sense, we hide behind who the persona we put on for our parents, our friends, our family, our peers, our school. It's really easy to become that persona and hide behind it and hide who you truly are and what you're truly carrying. It's really easy. That's a stop hiding. Because even though everyone else sees that you know, hologram of what you put up in front of yourself, and that's all they see, and they only see the good, and they only see how you've overcome, you know, how you're this amazing person, they only see the good in you, they only see what you put up, what you present to them. God sees through that hologram, and he sees you working on the projector behind it and says, stop hiding. I think, I've been traveling around a lot this summer, been moving around, been out of town where they've been in town, it's been crazy. It's been a whirlwind. Summer's over. School's <laughs> back, but it was crazy. And just the freedom of meeting brand new people every week and getting to be me with no expectations, with no past, with no anything. They didn't know anything about me. And I got to be a new me. And I think that's what God like does for us. He's, you get to be new. You get to be renewed. You get to be reborn in me and who I am because my love for you is so great that it covers who you've been, who you were. And now you get to step out of that and be exactly what you've always wanted to be. You get to be who I made you to be. And you don't have to hide behind that hologram anymore because guess what? It's awesome and it's admirable when you're vulnerable. And I learned that at one of the camps I went to, which it's okay to be vulnerable. It's inspiring to be vulnerable. I want to see your vulnerability. I want to see you hurt. I don't want to see who you pretend to be. That's not real. And I realized how easy it is to put on this persona, you know, at school after I met all these new people and I just got to be whoever I wanted to be. Just know I'm free from that hologram. And coming back to school with that knowledge is like, I'm free, like, I don't care. I just get to be a new me because God says I'm new and I'm new. And, and to come back to school and just, like, feel more comfortable myself, to not be as scared of speaking in front of the class anymore, to not care about what people think about me, just to accept this new me that I found and, you know, enveloped. <laughs> it's so freeing. Another thing I wrote down... Uh, I was listening to a song and it was called Run to the Father. I'm looking up who it's by as we speak. My face code didn't work. My face code. My face ID. I'm going to Spotify. Just listening. Run to the Father by Cody Carnes. 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 C-A-R-N-E-S. Highly recommend you go listen to it after this episode. Um, if you're not into worship music, I don't know what to tell you. Worship music saves my life on so many occasions, but I cannot play it for you because then my podcast would only be available on Spotify. I don't want to do that to my Apple Podcast listeners. No, never. Um, so, 
Run to the Father, Cody Carnes, on Spotify, on Apple Music, wherever you listen. Whatever, wherever you're listening to me right now, you can go look that up. Um, I can't play for you because, you know, copyright on that thing. But one of the lines in that song is, you love me just as I am. And I keep talking about, we feel imperfect, we feel inferior, we don't feel lovable. But God doesn't see that. He sees you for who you are. And not you for who you tell yourself you are not for you who the world tells you you are who your family tells you you are who your friends tell you you are just you at your core because you know, everyone else has a different version of who you are you know everyone else has had their own encounters with you their own relationships with you their own conversations with you and everyone else thinks of you in a different way but God's the only one who sees all of you completely those moments that you don't talk about those things that have happened that you don't ever think about. Those, he sees all of it. And he loves you right where you are. He, he sees those things you hide in you. He says, meet me. And I think it's really easy, you know. You have this perception of Christians in the church that everything is perfect, everyone is perfect. And you just can never enter into that because you're a flawed person and I have a secret for you and that's God meets you right where you're at God leaves the sheep to find the one God leaves the 99 God meets you right at where you are even if right where you are is not great even if right where you are is everything you know is wrong even if right where you are is everything you're hurting in even if you know right where you are it's just so below anything you'd ever want to be he meets you there he says you're loved you're my child come back to me your response should be nay (laughs) you know what I'm saying the lamb just says yep god yep but I've been talking for 53 minutes uh I feel like I feel like I might have been saying the same thing but I think it was it's really important to reiterate things especially in topics like this because i'm like you know you're loved by an almighty god that doesn't see your flaws and thinks you're perfect and you're like i'm not perfect who does she think she's talking about i i'm hurting i'm broken i live in a broken world i live in a broken family i don't know what she's talking about when she says god sees you and sees perfect i'm talking to you god sees you and sees perfect and says come to me child you are mine love there's nothing in the universe that can separate you from him there's nothing in the vast infiniteness that can separate you from him he loves you even if you don't know who he is he sent his son to die for you even if you don't know who he is he loves you endlessly even if you die not knowing him and that will never change ever his loves one thing, the one constant in the world as the world goes through so many eras, through the agricultural revolution, through the industrialization of the world, the technological age, even though our world is constantly changing, God never does. God loves you today, and yesterday, and tomorrow. Always. He loves you always. And that is something so amazing that if only you can touch your finger too, you're set. You are so set. 
Um, there was, we were talking about my youth group, and a lot of girls were saying, I know there's a God. I just don't know who he is to me right now. And to you, I say, God loves you right where you're at. It doesn't matter the season you're going through in your life. It doesn't matter what's been happening in your life. God loves you just as you are. Nothing will ever change that. Talk to him. If you've never prayed before, never been to church before, you've never listened to worship music before, don't be deterred. Don't be afraid. God is here for you. It doesn't matter if you've never known him. Talk to him. It doesn't matter if you've known him your whole life and now you're like, who is this God that I followed forever? Talk to him. He loves you. He wants you to come back to him because he knit you together in your mom's womb. He made you at the beginning of all creation and said, the world needs you. Isn't that amazing? I'm going to close out by reading the verse one last time, giving you a few more thoughts. I'm running short. Romans 8, 38 to 39. So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can be distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus. You know, he did fine. Um... I have three minutes left. I don't have time to delve into this story of Jesus. But long story short, Jesus was perfect and amazing. He was one with God. He was God's son. And basically, he sent him to this earth, invalidating his perfectness and his power. And he lived a perfect life, so we don't have to. And we are covered in his glory when God sees us we're covered in his perfectness and the way he lived and the blood he shed for us on that cross we're covered in it so when God sees us he only sees the perfect um thank you guys for listening I hope you learned a little bit about God's love what he has for you and how his love covers everything and it's beyond anything that we could ever comprehend or understand or even think that we deserve. So thank you guys for listening. I hope to see you two Mondays from now. If you have any podcast episodes or suggestions or ideas, don't feel free to let me know. I'm always open to suggestions um, or podcast episode topics. Uh, they're kind of hard to come up with. So if anyone has anything they want to hear more from, if you, any of you guys like this setup that I have, if you enjoy the microphone, anything like that, please let me know. And any topics that you want to know about, even it's just, okay, I heard you. And I was like, gosh, I want to know who God is. Talk to me, please. I'm available to all of you. Thank you for listening. See you.
soon. Bye.